nobody yet. Go to the ear, nose, and throat department. Get your hearing checked. voice live no more repeats no more best of no more summer shows no it's the real thing it's me the notorious sports critic and we're back with a new downright sports here in pennsylvania our new home we'll tell the story while we're not somewhere else today but it's all good because it is
listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. I can't believe it. Live. And we are back. Downright Sports has returned. Hello. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. You're not accustomed to this. This is new for you because I haven't been around for a while. So let me just remind you. It's showtime, everybody. And welcome to an all-new Downright Sports. I am your host, the Notorious Sports critic, Brent Reed. And we're in our temporarily new studio, if you will. And uh, if you've never listened to the show before, this is a sports show. Talk to you by a sports fan. And yeah, it's like uh, if you're on the corner with your friends and you're just talking sports. You feel me? It's so weird because in the old studio, like I can everything. Like you're just my my it bounced. So I'm like trying to still get you, the the sound and stuff together. Uh, due to scheduling conflicts, kind of had to change where the first episode was going to be recorded. But it's all good because uh, I think next week or one one of the weeks where we'll get it together and. Um, you know, we're, we're quarterbacking out. But either, wherever there's a table, wherever there's a socket, wherever there's love, wherever there's stars, there's me. The notorious one here to talk about sports. All right. So, when I left you last, there was a lot of things going on and it felt bad because I couldn't talk about any of it. But this is the official NFL preview show. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to kick off, uh, the NFL season is here. It's actually, if you listen to the show or you're watching on Facebook Live, um, and you listen to it, if you catch it before Thursday, the NFL season officially begins Thursday uh, with the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to be taking on the, I want to say the Bills. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, I was right. They're taking on the Bills. It will be in L.A., and <laughs> the Rams and uh, the Bills. A lot of people last year thought this, that would be the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, the Bills were really good last year. Uh, the Rams even better. The Bills did not make it, unfortunately. Um, not from lack of trying. But, uh, the you know, the NFL one-game playoff, a lot can happen. Uh, let's recap, shall we? So, for the second straight year, the Bills took the AFC uh, East. Uh, the Patriots regained some uh, sevalent, uh, revelance of who they were in the past. They picked up Matt Jones. Uh, this young man was able to um, uh, uh, put together... Uh, a season to where the Patriots were finished ten and seven. Uh, then, if you look in the AFC North, you had the Bengals, and um, you had the Bengals and the Steelers battle out. Uh, which is Big Ben was able to um, go out with a playoff loss. <laughs> he made the playoffs, nevertheless, and um, and you saw. Sorry. Spoiler alert, for those of you watching live, my dad decided he's going to call me right now, but I'm just letting him know, like, I'm actually recording, so, and, uh, knocked that out. The Titans made it to the playoffs, but even still, they decided to go away from, uh, their quarterback, and they drafted the kid out of, uh, from Liberty. Uh, Chiefs, uh, Raiders, they made it to the playoffs out of their respectable divisions, the AFC West, 
And then in the NFC, Giants suck, Washington suck. Cowboys were a disappointment. Eagles, okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does. Gets everybody's hopes up and then disappoints really fast. Tampa, actually, Tom and Tampa Bay almost made it. Uh, if it wasn't for basically the secondary of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just like the bed, uh, they might have been in the Super Bowl again. And then uh, the NFC West pretty much said, we run this. As the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers all made the playoffs. Now, due to that, there were some things that had to change. For example, uh, Russell Wilson decided he was out. Deuces. And he went to Denver. The team traded him. Uh, You would see for Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians would step aside. I don't know if he retired, but he quit. He's no longer coaching the team. Uh, You would see... Ben Roethlisberger retire. You would see um, uh, some other big changes. I just don't remember. Oh, Sean Payton left the Saints. Uh, He no longer is on the Saints anymore. Drew Brees left NBC and got a lot of people excited. Well, he returned. Oh, no, he won't. Uh, Tyreek Hill, gone. Uh, (laughs) Is that one on uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins? And... um, you know, you now Patrick Mahomes is one of his top weapons is gone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, um, Aaron Donald, uh, uh, dang it, I'm forgetting his name. Um, but you would see uh, Green Bay, you know, trying to make strides, and Aaron Rodgers with the will they won't they relationship, and they got rid of his favorite target. <laughs> that was like, we'll fix you, Mister Rodgers. We'll take care of you, sir. Who are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. How about we just trade away uh, your wide receiver, Devontae Adams, to his favorite quarterback in Derek Carr? Yeah, we're going to do that. Oh, but why? Because you're Aaron Rodgers, and you want to go off to, like, some weird country and do uh, Alawaska and crap and throw up in a bucket and not reap any repercussions for openly saying, hey, I was just taking drugs. Last I checked, drug testing was still a thing in the NFL. And I thought they had a drug policy. But I guess if you do it in the offseason, it's not wrong. How about that? Um, the Browns decided that the quarterback they had for not even five years, the guy's been in the league four years, and I'm talking about Baker Mayfield, a guy they invested in drafted, you know, traded to get, drafted up, just said, no, it's not going to work. You're you're not what we want. You know, you know, I'm going to have some fun with this one. So, Baker Mayfield and the Browns are literally a lot of relationships out there. And if I push any buttons, a thousand apologies. Here's Baker Mayfield, the safe bet. He goes to work every day. He punches the clock. He makes sure the bills is paid. Does he pick up his laundry? No. Does he, you know, forget to, like, uh, close a cabinet here and there? Yeah, he forgets. He forgets. But he's reliable. And, and he's squeaky clean. He's always home on time. He doesn't hang out with the fellas. He goes, he plays his video game or Dungeons and Dragons or whatever guys do. And then the Browns decided, you know, he's just not exciting enough, you know. My friends just call him boring. They just think he's really boring. But there's a guy down in Texas who hasn't played all year. And you know, 
I hear he's really into massages and not asking for consent. You know, he's really, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He's problematic and he's, I know, I know, I know. He's not good for me. But you know what? Forget the guy that's reliable and still young. Let me go get this guy that I'm not quite sure we could trust. It's better for my psyche. Oh, by the way, what I'm going to do, because, you know, I'm living dangerously, I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to let him move in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm let him move in, and I'm going a, I'm to a, um, pay him a lot. I'm a, you know, I'm just going to give him a ton of dough. Just, just throw it out there. So much so that it's going to drive a quarterback in uh, Baltimore insane because he's on the team. He's not in the um, he's he's not in the press. He's he 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 doesn't do anything wrong. But what you know what we're gonna do? We're we're gonna just um, we're gonna give him four forty six million dollars per year. Oh, and by the way, he won't even get to play for the first eleven games this year. Because, oh, he did that little thing called sexual misconduct and potentially might have been trying to force people to, you know, basically do something that they wanted to do. Not enough witnesses. 22. Wow. Only one person had more numbers and that was uh, the pudding man. So, I said I'd like to say this. The Browns have decided that they want to go in the business of Deshaun Watson, who at Clemson, great quarterback, had some good years with the Texans. But to invest the kind of money they invested, to trade what they traded away, to put the franchise, put your franchise in the hands of a guy who is not playing the first 11 games, which are so important, you didn't keep the guy that knew your offense, you didn't keep him, and not to mention. This whole Deshaun Watts may not even be blown over. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, the Browns will continue to suck. And, yeah, good for them. Uh, <laughs> you got Tampa Bay. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Tom telling people, hey, I'm 45. My life goes on. I got important things to handle, but I'm going to go out. Tampa Bay, we don't worry about. All right? They'll be in the playoffs. Heck, they may even be in the Super Bowl. Probably not because Father Time has to catch up to somebody eventually. And is this the year where we see Tom Brady, where we see Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, if you will, these guys just start, it has to catch up to them. And we start to see the transition of the new younger guys. We see the Josh Allens of the world emerge. He's already emerging, but is this his MVP season? um, Lamar Jackson has so much to prove. He's got a contract he really wants. He's betting on himself. He's saying to the Ravens, listen, I'm an MVP. I've had your team in the playoffs every year. I've had you uh, uh, with winning after winning after winning seasons. And the fact that I'm making less money than um, uh, Kyle Murray in Arizona, I'm making less money than Deshaun Jackson. All these guys haven't done anything close to what I have done and you know you're not giving me the opportunity well then I'm a bet on myself he doesn't have an agent I wish he had an agent because it would make his life a lot easier but at the same time you can't blame the man for saying yo everybody else is getting paid around me why not me heck even um even uh uh Dak Prescott 
they backed the truck off of him, and Dak has won nothing. <laughs> you know, since he's been in, um, since he's been down in uh, uh, Dallas, he's won nothing. They've done nothing. They've achieved nothing under him, other than winning the the, the, the back of the, the newspaper. Deshaun, Lamar Jackson has actually had the team in conversation to being a play, you know, a championship level team. Last year was an anomaly. They, he was hurt. Now he really now the Steelers are going to take a step back because the Steelers are going to have to find a quarterback. And yeah, that 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 defense will still be good, but they still got to find a quarterback. Quarterbacks still win games. Ravens, this is their year because Lamar has to have a baller season. Because Cincinnati ain't going anywhere. This team's in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Right, let me even say it again. Now, we've seen teams go to the Super Bowl and then the next year stick up the joint. But I don't have that inkling with the Cincinnati Bengals team that is built to last. Because you got they had their franchise quarterback. The franchise quarterback has his favorite target. And as long as he doesn't decide to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, I need a new contract, you're talking about... Uh, uh, Two teams, you're talking about a team, a young team in the Cincinnati Bengals that is prepared to go to that championship level. They've already tasted it. Mm, mm, it tasted good. It was like eating a brand new peach. I don't even eat peaches. But it was like eating, biting a juicy apple. And you're just like, mm, that was good. You know, like, dang. You know what I'm saying? You get a little, and you, you, like, they shown. This team, long as they don't take step backs, as long as they don't have uh, catastrophic injuries, you, you know, Joe Burrow, in my opinion, is two years away from being the guy. He will be the, the next Peyton. You know, he's going to be the guy that, you know, to, you know, he's Joe Burrow is the quarterback that the, the quote unquote punt, you know, the, the experts salivate over because he's in the pocket and he's tall and he's, oh, I'm a guy. So, I really like the, the you know, I'm curious to see. I'm going to be watching a lot of that AFC North because the Ravens and Cincinnati are going to be battling. The Browns are the right color for what they represent. And Pittsburgh is going to be that nice little bit, hey, you know, we may not be a Super Bowl contender, but it's time for us to, like, you know, that little monkey energy in there. You know what I mean? And then, of course... And then, of course, you have um, my man Russell Wilson out in Denver. And what is he going to do? Because last season, uh, the Denver Broncos finished 7-10. and 10. They actually started off pretty high. And then Teddy Bridgewater was knocked out. Like, <laughs> ding dong. You know what I'm saying? And now they added this quarterback to this team. They really didn't have to change the team too much. And, you're, you know, Russell has been protected out in Seattle because one he was in Seattle you know what I'm saying nobody really knows what the heck goes on up there but two Pete Carroll and him have been joined by the hip Russell is you know he's made some trips to the playoffs but since that Legion of Boom has blown up they haven't been back to the NFC um, NFC championship game so now with him on this team and the pieces that they have around him is he going to be able to lead this team ultimately to what they want to do. Let's get to a Super Bowl. The last time they went after a quarterback, a top-tier quarterback, they made two trips to the Super Bowl. One, one, lost one. So, you're, you're, the, the million-dollar question is, 
was he more of a factor of the Seattle system or is he the elite quarterback? I think if Russell gets Denver to the playoffs, deep in the playoffs, then he will be an elite quarterback. He won't just be a good quarterback. But it's going to be very tough for him to do so because guess what? He plays in a division with the, the, the Chargers that are really good. Uh, they are so close. And he plays in a division with the Raiders that are going for it. Like, they talk like they want to win. Oh, and by the way, that's Patrick Mahomes' division, my man. Like, really, like, the, the Ubers in, in Russell Wilson. Like, me personally, if I was Russell Wilson, and let's imagine I was Russell Wilson, I'm sitting next to Sierra, and I'm like, Sierra, what was life like for future? And she would, like, tell me some stuff. And I'd be looking at a list of teams I would want to go to. And a list of teams I think I would have wanted to go to. Secretly, I wish she would have went to the Giants, but it didn't happen. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, why not um, the Colts? The Colts have been really good. The Colts play indoors. The Colts keep putting in uh, 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 rental quarterbacks and find themselves in conversation. They were eight, nine, and eight last year. They were actually in contention for the playoffs, believe it or not. They were, you know, they were some consideration. Or there was a team in Pittsburgh that could have used a quarterback, and I think you would have fit right in right there. That's my opinion. Some side things. Uh, the 49ers will stink this year. I'm just calling it. Um, I actually see Jimmy Garoppolo end up. He's going to end up playing. Like, I really see that happening. I really see him um, end up playing because, like, this new guy is not even going to be able to throw. Now, uh, just throw out some things. I think you should watch teams you should watch this year as I get ready to wrap this up. Uh, you should take a look at the Bills. They're going to have a. They're going to be red hot. They're either going to be. Uh, the best in all of football, or like this, it, there is no middle of the road. They're either going to be the best or going to be one of the worst. I don't see them being one of the worst. I think that team is so good. Uh, Miami, will they? They got a lot to prove. This new coach, I feel so bad for him because he's coming into a, a bad situation. The way the last coach was fired, uh, the scandals, um, everything, and you know, like you, you gotta see, you know, like. I think it's going to be interesting to watch because the Bills are good, the Patriots are good, and, you know, can the Dolphins, you know, make a little noise? Uh, the Rams, will they repeat? Will they repeat? You know, it was last year one and done. They did lose Von Miller. He's with the Bills. That's why I kind of really like the Bills. So, we'll see. And then you got uh, Washington. I just think it's going to be cool because they're going to be the Commanders, and I think it's going to be kind of interesting to watch. I think Russell Wilson... MVP. He's got so much to prove. Uh, most improved teams will be Atlanta and Jacksonville. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but Jacksonville last year finished 3-14. Uh, and 14. I think they'll finish at least with 6-7 or seven wins. And Atlanta <clears throat> Atlanta last year finished 7-10. and 10. I think Marcus Mariota, uh, he, he sat long enough. We're going to see him really explode. Uh, rookies to watch. Jahan uh, Dotson. Of Washington, uh, small wide receiver. I'm really interested to see him. Uh, James Cook and then Jonathan Taylor last year. These are all guys I really think everybody should be paying attention to. And if you got a fantasy team, give it a good look. See, hey, this is Down Ray Sports, and we're back. All new episode. This is new. This is not a repeat. It's not cut up. <laughs> so uh, we're back. Going full steam ahead, at least for uh, multiple weeks. So uh, the rest of the show, I'm going to. Smile this next episode as I talk a lot about the Nets. 
Uh, we're going to uh, finish things up. We're going to do some news, and then we're going to finish things up talking about the baseball season. So thanks for listening. You can listen to Downray Sports. New episodes Wednesdays on DJ Chase Radio. Thursdays at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com. Uh, Saturdays at, at 8 o'clock in the morning at Fab 94.5 The Hits. Uh, 3 p.m. on Saturday at Trap Radar Radio and noon on Sundays at She's She Real Radio. Download and subscribe to podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Go to YouTube to watch the show. TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook for all updates. We'll be right back with Mo. Downright Spokes. It don't say you about I swear to God, I need a box of cereal. I'll take out down about $20 for it. Sisters, I-
from the redneck girls like me. words from my man the one the only Kenny Powers <laughs> so this past summer after the NBA season ended we saw or rather we heard or we watched too but we heard Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving come out and try to pull the old okie doke last year the Brooklyn Nets season <laughs> was completely comical. So let's back this up, all right? Um, I don't know the timeline, nor do I care to, so forget about it. Uh, Just before the pandemic, uh, Golden State, I believe, won. Did Golden State win? LA won during the pandemic. Either way, Kevin Durant decides he... No, uh, Toronto won. That's who won. Toronto wins... Kevin Durant gets hurt. Uh, Clay Thompson gets hurt. And then in the offseason, Kevin Durant's like, I'm out. I'm going to Brooklyn. And then Kyrie Irving's like, yeah, I'm leaving Boston. And I'm go- going to Brooklyn. Unless he went. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and then Kevin Durant can't even play. Brooklyn signed him. He can't even play. Like, he tore his Achilles. In fact, funny enough, he tore his Achilles two months before I tore mine. Go figure. Uh, Kyrie plays, the Nets do squad deuce, the pandemic happens, and Kyrie's like, I'm not going. Here's what's funny about that. I just realized something. Kyrie didn't go play in the bubble because of COVID. I don't think anybody's ever thought about that. Kyrie did not play in the bubble because of COVID. And then when they were like, yo, we'll get the shot, he's like, nah, I don't want to get it. Let me play basketball, though. I didn't even think about that. So, Brooklyn decides to get James Harden. And then last, this past season was supposed to be the first time we saw James, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie play together. On paper, it sounds dangerous. Me, I don't think, I don't know how the hell it's supposed to work. Because you have two ball-dominant guards and Kevin Durant who could play with anybody. Because he's just one of them great players. But... Kyrie doesn't play defense. James Harden doesn't play defense. Both James Harden, I think, is a better passer than Kyrie. The argument everybody keeps making for Kyrie Irving, he's the box He's box office. Anywhere you go, he's box office. And I don't know how that filters in him being a good teammate because every team he's played for is better without him. So, James realized Kyrie's never coming to play because he wants to get. He, he doesn't want to get the vaccination. And he won't play. So, James is like, I'm out. Get me out of here. He gets to Philly. And then the New York mayor, Mayor Adams, who's a dummy, decides we're just going to let every, you know, we don't care. You know, whatever. And Kyrie plays. Brooklyn's okay. Uh, Vegas automatically thinks they're just going to win it all. 
They also, in the meantime, traded for Ben Simmons, who, too, was not playing, but not for political reasons, not for religious reasons, not for medical reasons. He's not playing because his feelings were hurt because Doc Rivers basically was like, yo, he was a waste of talent in the playoffs the year before. So now uh, he's not playing, and then we find out apparently he may have been hurt, so he's definitely not going to play. Kyrie and Kevin Durant are trying to play, and then they make it to the playoffs, and they get swept by the Boston Celtics. Now, they shouldn't feel bad because the Celtics made it to the championship, but, but this is a team where one player is considered the top three in the world, and the other is box office, and they got swept. If I was Brooklyn, I would have traded both of them without any issues and rebuilt. Because what that showed me was the fact that it doesn't matter what I had. Like, those two couldn't get a win. <laughs> Kevin Durant is clearly one of the top best performing players of all time. Kyrie Irving is one of the t- better players we've ever seen. But they couldn't get a win. Not a win. I figured Kevin Durant is good for a win. Kyrie Irving's good. They couldn't win. They couldn't win. They decided in the offseason that it was Brooklyn's fault that they didn't win. Not the fact that one player didn't play the entire year and they lost a key player and then they got a guy that was on the roster that couldn't play. They just never put two and two together. It was Brooklyn's fault. So I went out. Kevin, you hear all the rumors. Kevin Durant's going to go back to Golden State. Kevin Durant's going to go here. He's going to go there. They didn't go anywhere. Kyrie Irving didn't go anywhere because their contracts are such, and the teams that they want to go to, they can't trade. They they can't trade for them. This Nets team that you see assembled was created by these two players. Period. Steve Nash was hired because Kyrie Irving feels you don't need a head coach for a team. Kevin Durant seconded. Every time we... Now, we don't know the truth, but Kevin Durant has not... He's not disputed any of this. It sounds like Kyrie's like, yeah, we should do that. Kevin Durant's like, yeah, whatever he wants. Brooklyn decided, we ain't trading either one of you. You're like, no, this ain't going down. If we're not getting what we want, y'all gonna sit your butt down and play. Period. Now, recently, both sides like, hey, we love each other again. We're gonna play again. But... If I was Brooklyn, I would have traded them. They wouldn't have been neither one of them have trade no trade clauses. So somebody would got traded to Orlando and somebody would have got traded to uh, somebody would got traded to Orlando and somebody would got traded to like Indiana or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or Detroit. And I would have just took both teams draft picks from now until the turn of the century. No one could dispute the fact that Kevin Durant is a great basketball player. Nobody can dispute the fact that Kyrie Irving is a great basketball player. They're professional NBA players. But what I think they have done, and thank God the net stood their ground, but this idea of, I didn't get what I want, so I'm just going to keep keep sending me somewhere so I can win. And like Here's the kicker. All right, here's the truth. You're an NBA player and there's an owner. That owner wants to win just as much as you do. Why in the heck would he trade you and watch you win somewhere else and he just keeps losing? Like, in what reality does that make sense? Like, Kevin Durant 
Kyrie, LeBron James, all these guys fancy themselves as leaders, but if you were leading somebody, would you act like would you tolerate that from your employees? Would you tolerate that from your 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 players? Like what world does that make sense? And this notion that and I don't I don't know what that's going on. Like Jordan's documentary, somebody independently made. Derek Jeter's documentary, somebody like these these guys were approached to do one. The fact like players players are making their own documentaries is the craziest this I don't know it's just like I get it you want to tell your story but your story is told every time you put on the jersey and the sneakers and you get on the court and you hoop or you run or whatever your story is being told then the other stuff that happens just is a little sprinkle of the actual story. Like when they talk about Magic and Bird, they talk about what they did on the court and their their impact off the court of because of what they did on the court. Jordan, his impact on the, what he did on the court impacted off the court. Kyrie Irving, it's everything he does has nothing to do with being on the court. If you look at last season, nobody talks about how Kyrie Irving played last season. If you look at last season, nobody talks about how Kevin Durant played last season. When they talk, you know, when they talk about James Harden, it's not how they played last season. It's you know the the other crap, the nonsense that they just keep putting everybody through. And I I, I think Brooklyn finally took a stand and was like, enough is enough. Like no, enough is enough. You're gonna sit your butt down and honor your contract. Period. I don't understand the conversation here. Brooklyn Nets pays Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant handsomely. A lot of money, like buku bucks, like stupid money. Money you, I, and whoever's listening to this would not be able to fathom if that money was put in your hands. And if you, you'll be dumb. Like, let's, for those of you like, oh my God, Brad, how could you say that? So, what you getting paid a lot of money? You do more for less. For anybody sitting here watching or listening, when you go to work for whoever you work for, you do you put in 40 hours plus to get the little money that they give you. An average NBA game is two hours. If you factor in practice, you'd be like realistically the average NBA player ain't working no 40 hours a week. <laughs> Just being real with you. Like Maybe forty hours in two weeks, but they ain't working forty hours a week. You put like, and depending on what your job, you may be working more than that. So let's just think about that before you start defending them because for some reason you put yourself in their shoes, even though you don't come close to their life. It's I'm I'm really for the first time like going to watch this Brooklyn team because for for the first time we're gonna see. Kevin and Kyrie play a full season, knock on wood, and Ben Simmons apparently is going to play. Whoop-de-doo. It's like the CM Punk of uh, basketball. But with that being said, what else do they have? Like, before I wrap this segment up, let's just look at their roster. And I can promise you, after, it ain't the most, <clears throat> it ain't the sexiest roster on the planet. If we look at Brooklyn's roster, they have LaMarcus Aldridge, who is 37 years old. Uh, Nick uh, Coxon, uh Seth Curry, the other Curry, David Duke J- uh, Jr., 
Blake Griffin. I don't even know he's still in the league. Joe Harris, Patty Mills, um, and that's it. <laughs> like, just on real. Like, I'm sure they're okay men, but let's just call it what it is. Like, there's not. You got Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie Irving. That's three players. You need at least eight if you're going to win. Just telling you, that's how it's going to work. So we'll see if they can beat Brooklyn, if they can beat Boston. We'll see if they can beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee missed two of their, you know, they missed one of their best players. We're going to see if they can beat a Cleveland team that's gotten better last year. We're going to see if they can beat, um, sorry. <laughs> We're going to see if they can beat certain teams. Because if not, just it just becomes disappointing. Kevin Durant. And everything comes down to legacy. I don't care what you say. Kevin Durant can't win this year. Then he was a piece of a great franchise. He was a piece of Golden State. Because Golden State won last year. Just saying. Anyway, hey, when we come back, it's not going to be long. But when we return, it's time for news. Yeah, it's time for news. Um, If you're watching on Facebook, don't go anywhere. Because you're going to be part of the news with me. So... Buckle up, downright sports. I did not pick music for the news. I just realized that. Did I not? What song did I pick? Uh, I'm going to flip it. Yeah, we're going to flip it. Downright sports, everybody. It is time for the news, which is like my favorite part of the whole show, actually. So let's check it out. Let's break it down. Let's go. Uh, Chicago White Sox manager Tony La Russa is out due to medical issues. The 77-year-old manager uh, will step away for a little bit. And currently, the White Sox are underperforming as they are 63 and 65, five and a half games out of their division currently right now. Uh, in the wild card standings, which I think there are too many teams for the MLB playoffs, but whatever. I don't make the decisions, but if we look at the standings and we look at the wild card, the White Sox are currently right now. They are seven games back of the wild card. They ain't going, they're not going nowhere. Serena Williams, me and my dad got $10 on. It was supposed to be $20. We, was, I was supposed to bet 10 He's supposed to bet 10 and I bet only 10 That's my bad. But right now in uh, FanDuel, we're hoping to win $500 if Serena wins the U.S. Open. But Serena won the first round. It's very passionate. I didn't watch it. I'll probably watch the next one. She will be moving on to the next round where she will play the number two player in the world. That's got to be crazy. All of New York is going to be cheering her on. We love underdog stories in New York. It's the Open. Everybody ends their career at the U.S. Open. It's flushing. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. Uh, let's move on. Kylie. No, let's skip it. Let's move on. The WNBA uh, playoffs are going on right now. The um, conference championship games. I don't know what they call it because they don't even play via conference. But uh, the Storm are up. The Seattle Storm are beat uh, a game over the Las Vegas Aces. The uh, Connecticut Sun are a game over the, the defending champion of Chicago Skies. Games two are both on Wednesday. Then let's move on to college football, if you will. Uh, some games to watch this weekend. 
Central Michigan is at Oklahoma State. The reason why I put this on my thing, I'm going to do a three-game parlay that's going to pay out some money. In fact, I need to place that bet sometime before I forget. But yeah, uh, on FanDuel, which I did this the other night, another bet me and my dad are going to do is dangerous. You can't have both of us in the same house at the same time. It's weird. But uh, let's do the bet, shall we? So uh, this is this FanDuel. This is free advertisement for you, okay? So if you do um, West Virginia, they're playing Pittsburgh. West Virginia is actually the underdog. And then we're going to do Purdue. And then if you do Central Michigan, and then we put $10 on that, jump, jump. Oh, no, the odds went down, but it's like $898. That ain't bad for eight of them things, you know what I'm saying? $10, you got to do it. But anyway, let's move on. Other games to watch this Saturday. Uh, number 11, Oregon is visiting defending champion Georgia. Number 5, Notre Dame is visiting Ohio State. Those are games you should watch. I will be monitoring them. That is the news. More downright sports here to come. Yeah, man, you're now locked into Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Cheer! Alright, so actually, I was supposed to be with DJ Chase. Uh, but like I said, uh, scheduling conflicts and things happen. You know, life goes on. It's all good. So the baseball season's going on, and we're going to touch on where teams are. And, you know, I'm going to have like a 20-minute rant. Uh, it's going to be more like a 10-minute rant on why the Yankees probably should have fired Brian Cashman. But if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. The captain is spectacular. I enjoyed every minute of it. I was really like it was that moment. I'm what like I saw the Jordan documentary, but like the thing is, I wasn't alive when Jordan was drafted. I was there, like I was alive. I remember Derek Jeter first opening day in '96. Like I remember, like this guy, the talk of the town, the talk of New York. I was in New York, and I'm a Yankee fan. So like the crazy thing is, I was not a Jeter fan. I was a Paul O'Neill fan. I thought, and this is going to sound crazy, I just was like, oh, everybody just likes Derek Jeter because they think he's cute and he's overrated. And then once Paulie retired, I couldn't really find my favorite Yankee anymore. Um, I liked Gary Sheffield for a little bit. Um, I, I, but, Gary, you know, there was never a guy that just replaced Paulie. And then you start really to appreciate Derek Jeter the more I started studying the, the history of the game and studying him and watching him and watching how he trained and. This is a guy that took the game seriously. You know, you really have to appreciate the work he put in. And But the documentary, I think, is super awesome. Um, hearing him say, like, you know, basically coming out, like, yo, I'm a black guy. Like, I think is so big. And even he said I w- he wish he could have done more when he played. But I think I know why he did it. Because... You get to a point where it's like, do you alienate people? Like, nowadays, guys are different. Um, They bet on themselves. They really don't care. And the climate has changed. But even Jordan was like, you know, Republicans buy sneakers, too. And quite frankly, I kind of had that mindset a little bit, too. Like, I'm not. I want everybody to listen to downright sports. I don't want to uh, 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 make anybody uncomfortable or make anybody not want to listen. But just know where my stance is on some things. And I will tell it. 
<laughs> so, but I think it was, you know, and here's mom and how passionate his mom is and how protective she was or is for him and how close he is to, like, his family and stuff like that. Like, I could relate to that. And I just, you know, he just seemed like he's a guy with money, but he seems down to earth. You know, he just seems chill. And I, I loved how the fact they did not shy away the beef between him and A-Rod. And it's kind of, you know, it makes me sad a little bit. Like, damn, you know, I really wished Jeter and A-Rod were tighter. And, you know, maybe they would have won more, actually, if they had a better relationship. Because the tension between the two could have been the reason why, like, they didn't win as much. Because maybe, you know, whatever, whatever the case. But A-Rod is A-Rod. And I, I've grown to really like the guy when he first, <laughs> I was in high school when A-Rod got drafted to the Yankees. And on my laptop. My screen cover, my desktop picture was A-Rod's uh, day he arrived on the Yankees. Because he wore this dope pinstripe tie and he put on the pinstripe jersey. And I just thought that was so awesome. And I just always, I secretly always thought he was cool. I always thought he was, you know, hey, I like A-Rod. I, I think he wanted it too much. Which brings me to... Francisco Tatis Jr. So if you haven't been aware, I think it was last week or the week before last, he got popped. He wasn't even playing. <laughs> he was out. He hurt his wrist. And apparently he's had a string of bad luck. He's been in motorcycle accidents. He's doing all this crazy stuff. And Francisco Tatis Jr. is the franchise player for the San Diego Padres. And the Padres had decided that they were going to... Um, basically make this guy the franchise. They were going to make this guy it. Um, they gave him a $340 million extension over 14 years. Over 14 years! And he has not lived up to it as far as being an ideal player. He's going. He's out right now. He's suspended for 80 games because he got popped for PEDs. Now, somebody tried to say it was like an accident or something, but it doesn't matter at this point. Like, San Diego, unfortunately, is stuck with this guy because of his contract. Like, I know right now they're, like, trying to find a loophole, and there may be a loophole in there, but, like, he's going back to A-Rod. A-Rod got popped, and it changed everything. Like, it didn't matter how quirky he was, but it took him out the Hall of Fame. It did. Um, Barry Bonds never got popped. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Mark, not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, if you look at somebody like Christian Yelich, uh, this guy was an MVP on the cover of games. He got popped. This wasn't the same. No, Christian Yelich, I don't think, got popped. Who got popped? Um, um, Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun was on his way to be the face of the league. He was the face of the Milwaukee Brewers. He got popped. He had to apologize. He was never the same again. Just never, I think he retired quietly. It's, you know... Unlike football, unlike basketball, cheating has a different, like, stigma in baseball because everything is so numbers and stats driven. Everything is historic. You're comparing every player to the players of the past because unlike in basketball, unlike in football, the game of baseball hasn't changed that much. Pitchers throw a little harder, but you still got to hit the ball. You got to put it in play. You got to hit it a home run. You got to hit it on the ground. Like, the game... The only thing that's changed in the game is just the idea of them, you know, like the cheating is open. 
Like, the fact that they didn't have illegal shifts. You just put, like, six guys on one side of the field. Like, that's the craziest thing. I'm glad they're taking that away. But that's the, you know, the game of baseball is still the same. You get up to the plate, 90 feet, 6 inches. It's all the same. And you're able to tie a player of today to a player of yesterday with ease. This guy reminds me of that guy. This guy reminds me of that guy. And the, the, the sad part for Tatis Jr. is the fact now he's always going to be deemed cheap. No matter what, Yon came out of nowhere. <laughs> no matter what he does, he's just going to be known as Francisco Tatis Jr., the guy who cheated. And it's sad, but you you know for him, I really hope that he can grow from this and he can come back. Now, if he comes back like gangbusters and he's, you know, raking it, and he's got his team in the playoffs, and he ultimately wins the World Series, nobody's going to care. They're just not. Uh, he's got the benefit and the fortune of playing in San Diego, where, like, basically, like, four people pay attention. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I wish him the best of luck. He's such a, you know, he's a young guy. He's a great talent. He's 23 years old. So I think his career is over now is insane. Uh, where's the baseball season currently right now? If we look at the standings, um, despite them coming back after the All-Star break and just being terrible, uh, the Yankees are 40, uh, excuse me, 78 and 51. They got a six and a half game lead over Tampa Bay, seven and a half game lead over the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the, in the central, the Cleveland Guardians are two games over the Minnesota Twins. Uh, out west, the Houston Astros are running away with that division as they're 11 games in the west over the Seattle Mariners. Uh, in the East, the New York Mets, three games over the Atlanta Braves. These two are going to the month of September. And when they fit, I will, all eyes should be on. Mets Braves are good for baseball when both teams, I'm just letting you know. Like, if you're a Mets fan, get excited. If you're a Braves fan, get really excited. Like, this is cool. Uh, in the Central, the St. Louis Cardinals, six games over the Milwaukee Brewers. Out West, the Dodgers are 20 games over the Padres. Yeah, it's a wrap. But 20 games. They have 90 wins. The Yankees went from being one of the best teams. The Dodgers became the best team. Why did the Yankees not become the best team? Because Brian Cashman is a moron and made these ridiculous trades. Now, I get that they think Joey Galloway wasn't doing anything. But trading for Andrew uh, Benatendi made zero sense to me. Andrew Benatendi was in the land of irrelevancy doing absolutely nothing with his life and his career. You traded for this guy. He's hitting, yes, hallelujah, he's hitting 302. But since, you know, like, he has not, like, I don't understand the concept of trading for this guy. Like, what was the, what was the draw? There were players out there, like, um, Julio's, uh, I can't even think of his name right now, the guy that went to the Padres, but there were better players out there, and you just, like, if you look at Benintendi's career, the best season he ever had was, uh, technically he was having a pretty good year with the, uh, the, uh, the Royals, but the Royals stink. Anybody got a good season out there. He, like, we're the Yankees, man. Like, you're the Yankees. Your trade, your blockbuster trade was Andrew Benintendi. Like, give me a Break. Like, Brian Cashman, the fact, still has a job, is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. People have made hashtags, go away Joe, or whatever, bye-bye, whatever. I need a hashtag of cash gots to go. 
Like, this guy has done nothing. He didn't go get a better starting pitcher. In fact, he traded away a starting pitcher that was pretty effective. I'm mean, best screen is a zoom in. He was pretty effective. Like, he went and reacquired Tyler Wade. Why? Um, what are these dumb trades he made? I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up. Or I'm going to lose my skull. Like, the, I'm looking at the list of guys he's traded for, and it makes no sense. Like, one of the guys he traded for, apparently, like, they're making plans for him for next year. Like, they don't even want, like, he's not even a factor now. Like, what? The idea and the purpose of the Yankees is to win, okay? And you're not winning with the, 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 the cast of characters you currently have. Aaron Judge is having a great season. They didn't give him a contract. We don't have any starting pitcher. Garrett Cole is starting to look like he's not worth the money. Like, I just don't know. And I'm too tired to complain about it right now. His big free agent acquisition in the offseason was Isaiah Kalafalefa, and he traded for Josh Donaldson. Why? Like, what? Combined, these guys ain't hitting 300. You hear what I'm saying? Aaron Hicks is still on this team. Why? Aaron Hicks has got to be the worst... This is what Aaron Hicks is hitting. 216, uh, 6 home runs, 32 RBIs. This guy has played the majority of the year. Why is this guy on the team? He is a bum with a capital B and an O since he's been on the Yankees. Did they just show me his Yankees stats? No. Career batting average, 231. Uh, career home runs, 98. What purpose does he serve? Zero. He's on the Yankees. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. Out of the seven years, he played 123 games, 88 games, 137. One year, 59, 54, 32. And this year, he's got 100. He's been a waste. A waste of space. A waste of breath. A waste of a roster spot. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And the sad part is he's a switch hitter, and his batting average still sucks. Go figure. Anyway, thank you all for returning to Downward Sports. It's been a pleasure of mine to return back to the show I enjoy doing. It's real fun. Uh, new shows to come. Um, I actually got some ideas I'm going to have to throw out there, but at a lot, you know, moving and getting settled and stuff like that. It's, like, so rough. Downward Sports was, like, something I was doing, like, as a flight side, <laughs> like if I was in the bathroom, I was like getting stuff done for the show. But I'm happy to have this routine back, get things going. Um, hopefully next week, uh, Chase and myself will reunite and hook up. So stay tuned and be prepared for that. Uh, you can catch the show Wednesdays on DJ Chase Radio. New episodes and play out through the week. DynastyRadioNY.com. Brand new episodes on Thursday. Uh, Fab 94.5 that hits brand new episodes at 8 o'clock on Saturday in the morning. Our track radar radio at 3 p.m. on Saturday. She Real Radio at 12 noon on Sundays. Just as churches rev it up. Uh, download and uh, subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, check us out at TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And that's it. Appreciate you guys. As always, have fun out there. Deuces. interest in the olive oil business settling out here now mo green will sell us his share of the casino and the hotel so it can be completely owned by the family 
Tá. Hey, Mike, are you sure about that? Moe loves the business. He never said nothing to me about selling. Yeah, well, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Damn good life. 